Welcome to the Winner Takes All podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything competition, whether it be sports, reality competitions, or who Wall Street's bets has people vote for on this upcoming season of American Idol. If you're competing, we're talking about it. I am your host, Kevin G, and I'm here as always with my co-host, CJ. CJ, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I could be doing better, man. I got some money on them GameStops. And uh, yesterday, Robin Hood tried to screw me. Well, you know, you're supposed to be uh, stealing from the rich to give to the poor. and They're doing nothing of the sort. Uh, they decided you were rich, and they're stealing from you. <laughs> they figured we were Sheriff Wolf Forest, man. <laughs> the sheriff came and hit him up. That was a joke that I loved on Twitter yesterday, that they were supposed to be Robin Hood, but then the sheriff puts a little bit of pressure on Nottingham, and all of a sudden, they're out here collecting for the king. Yep. <laughs> 100%. Dude, man, it was crazy because, like, I wasn't trying to be involved in the thing. And then as I was sitting there looking at numbers go, you're like, why not me? Why not me? You know, it's like the lotto. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got me a little bit of uh, Nokia stock. I got me a little Blackberry stock. It was like the year 2007 all over again. Well, I mean, if you had afforded it then, you probably wouldn't be poor now. <laughs> Having to do this podcast. Yep. Trying to make some dollars. No, nah, man, you're right. It's, it's funny, man, because it was just it was crazy getting involved and watching the numbers go back and forth, up and down. It was really exciting. And then Thursday, they put all the little apps put a kibosh to that. Yeah, well, they said that they were trying to. Nasdaq was like, okay, well, we're trying to regulate the market, and they're manipulating the market. And it's like, okay, so it's okay for like the the rich to manipulate the market, right? But when the the poor do it, it's not okay. It's funny because like people have been making that same claim all, all the time. And I said to myself, I said, I think the rich be doing this all the time and nobody notices because they don't care. But then all of a sudden they care. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. This is our job. <laughs> this is what we oh, do. Yeah, 100%. You're take, they took our jobs. <laughs> they took our jobs. Yeah, that's what it is. That's a, and, and so my favorite is uh, there was some dude that went on the, the thing and he said, they're trying to make us poor. Those billionaires poor. I was like, bro, you gotta, you're a billionaire with a B. Oh, B. oh no, I have to sell three of my yachts. <laughs> I can only keep four. Well, we got some people working at McDonald's just trying to make ends meet. That's just trying to get up in there and get the little well, piece of the pie. It's, it's funny. The same people who are complaining about this are the same people that say that minimum wage shouldn't be $15 an hour. Right. It's so crazy. And they're like, well, if minimum wage is $15 an hour, then the like somebody with a college degree is going to make only a little bit more than somebody who works at McDonald's. I'm like... Well, if minimum wage goes up, then the person with the college degree's wage will also go up proportionately, and then everyone will be in a better financial situation. It's it's crazy because all of it is supposed to be helping everyone. Yeah, but people that have a lot of people that have a lot of money decide that the money should just be for them and make everyone else suffer. It kind of sucks. It's how the rich stay rich. Otherwise, then all of us will be on more equal playing field, I guess. I mean, this is why I'm doing my part. I went and got my first COVID shot yesterday. So now I have half of my government-approved superpowers. Okay. So once I get the other half of my government-approved superpowers in a few weeks, I'm going to become a mass vigilante. Okay. And I will help redistribute that wealth. But you got to be better than Batman. Oh, I was thinking more of like a uh, a Miles Morales, Peter Parker type. Okay. I'm not sure what these superpowers are going to be yet. They haven't manifested themselves. Well, when they do. I, I assume that's what the second shot is. Because, you know, people are like, oh, no, they microchip you. And I'm like, 
Or maybe it's just superpowers and you don't know it yet. Like a super soldier serum? Yes, that's what I'm thinking it is. It would be nice. Yep. Uh, thoughts. Did you hear did you hear like back in December when black people were supposed to get their superpowers? Yeah. That was that was a great day. <laughs> and I was watching these TikToks where these people are like trying different things. My favorite TikTok, I forgot who it was, I forgot the user. But he's like <laughs> he goes to his camera, he says, A tip number forty seven. And then he like goes to his car and then he like flicks his wrist out to try to do like a webbing. Uh-huh. Webbing. He says, comes back to the camera and says, webbing attempt failed. We'll try a tip number 48, mind control. <laughs> he was attempting to figure out what his superpower was. And at the end, he's like, oh, well, I guess I tried all these powers. None of them came. Maybe they're going to come a little later. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> it was pretty funny. All right, Siege. This week on the show, we are going to talk about some great things. We're going to talk about The Bachelor and how Anna, as a bottle girl, was supposed to be better than Brittany as maybe an escort, maybe not an escort. Who knows? Uh, we're going to talk about Royal Rumble because that's this weekend. Yep. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame, but first, we're going to talk about the challenge. CJ, this week on the challenge, the guys did not compete. So it's funny because like, I didn't watch the challenge until Thursday night. And stupid Dan Orlovsky, who has a punchable face on ESPN, spoiled the challenge by saying the dudes threw the challenge on Thursday morning. And I was like, hold on. I, you didn't even give me like 24 hours, like spoiler, anything. Yeah. So one of the many reasons why I don't like Dan Orlovsky. I, I like the fact that they're covering it low-key low on ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> so I watch, and I don't think it's that the dudes did. I mean, like, they didn't compete. But they didn't throw the challenge. They were too scared to compete. Yeah. Which, like, saying they threw the challenge is one thing. They didn't throw the challenge. They just chickened out. So, I listened to the Tori. As you know, I listen to the Tori and Anissa podcast every mm-hmm. week. And Anissa said that what you don't know is that they had to go there to the location. And since they were dealing with a helicopter and they were waiting for proper wind conditions. Yeah. They had to sit in a trailer for six hours. Ooh. Before going out to compete. Well, they were saying it's cold. I'm not trying to fall in this water. I'm not trying to get hurt. And like, I'm there. I'm also not a fan of heights. I'm going to be like Darrell and be like, you know what? I want to do this. I want to compete. But I also don't want to die. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to hang on for dear life. And that's kind of what happened. The guys had to psych themselves up to like not really go. Yeah. Because they figured that they would be wrestling with each other. Nobody's really going to come off. Yeah. And they just be tussling with each other and it's already cold and it's windy and they've been sitting there for six hours waiting to get this thing going because they had to wait for the helicopter to be able to get in place and the conditions to go down. So I thought that was interesting. Well, I, I like the fact that TJ was not happy for it, with it, though. Oh, I agree with them. I agree with TJ, but I feel for the dudes because I would have been like them. And it's funny because was it 10 dudes went on those between the two heats mm-hmm. and Michi's the only one who fell <laughs> and nobody made him fall. He just, he just fell. fell. It's interesting. Meech is an interesting guy, man, because I, I don't know that we see him again on the show. I don't know that we don't see him again, though, but he's getting no camera time. And the reason he doesn't get any camera time is I don't think he's killing it in the confessionals like they want. Right. So he's not able to really build a story. On top of that, the one storyline he did have, they cut. Which so was his love triangle? His love triangle with Liv and with Amber mm-hmm. uh, M., they cut that because Liv was pregnant, so they don't want to have it be a bad look on her. Right. So he has no camera time after that. Uh, this week, no one quit. No Leo leaving. Nope. Nothing like that. Um, 
What else happened this week? Oh, so the giant fight. It started off with them coming in, going after my boy Jay. <sighs> I felt bad for Jay because I did too. Teresa put him in a real bad spot. Real bad spot. And then she did nothing but continue to dig the grave. Yeah. Like Jay and Ter- like Jay said last episode, all right, Teresa, what you want to do, we're going to do it. And he acknowledged last episode, it's putting him in a bad spot with his friends. The people, because he's not working with the people she's working with. Right. So he knew this was bad. They come in this episode and his boys are reaming him out. But they were they were willing to forgive him. Like you could hear from what they were saying. It's like, hey, you put us in a bad spot. We don't like not getting the heads up, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And then Teresa comes in and opens He should have put it mouth. all on Teresa. He should have laid all of it at Teresa's feet. No, but and he's but a good teammate. He should have. I don't care. Because at the end of the day, this may become an individual. In this game, you could change partners. Exactly. So since partners can get switched up, I would have been like, hey, this was all Teresa's plan. I was just trying to help her out for a girl's day. We really just want to Ashley out because I will put it all on the person that's gone. I'm not well, going to put it on on the person that's still here. So I'm not going to say like we were trying to get Cam or Ashley out. We wanted Ashley gone and we knew the per- best person to do it would be Cam. We should have given Cam a heads up. That's our fault. That's our bad. But uh, that was the plan. Well, it was funny because Jay, Jay, the one thing that he did try to do is spin it is, well, we wanted to make sure, give Cam an opportunity to go get her skull. Nice try. Okay, that's cool. But you should have told her. Like, don't phrase it as, if it's Ashley, then you're going to go in. Say, it's Ashley. You're going in. You're going in. So at least she has the heads up because they wouldn't have liked it, but they would have respected it. They would have had time to, to get their heads around it. Yeah. On top of that, so Cam and Leroy did a live on Instagram yesterday with Jay. Uh-huh. And they're out. So they're still cool. Everybody's cool. Everybody's well, happy. because Leroy was pissed at Jay. He wasn't though. That's the thing that I was going to say. He said that he wasn't even that pissed about it. Cam was super hot about it. So he said I had to go do the boyfriend thing and come yell at you. And then he's <laughs> like yeah. And then he's like and then Jay's like well what did I tell you Leroy? He said that I, you told well Leroy said well I told him I told Jay that I was thinking about sending Devin down there and Jay's like what did I say? Jay said you told me you wanted me. So everybody was on the same page. So that was it was not part of the plan, but like Jay's like, listen, if it's gonna be, if you're mad at me, you come out here, you take care of this yourself. Yeah. Let's come out here and do this. I mean, it's not any different than outside of the game if two dudes have beef and they fight Hand after they, themselves. Yeah, they after they fight, okay, let's go get a beer. It should be fine. I don't know if they go get a beer, but they, <laughs> they're usually. Well, it depends on how injured they. I don't are. really know if people really go get a beer after they actually got into a fight. I mean, it depends on because like when I get I in a fight, like I'm mad. I'm mad. So I'm not trying to like go get a beer with you. Like like we could be cool. Like we might have got this out. I'm not at the let's get a beer together phase. Well, they they did a a live stream. That's like getting a beer. Well, this is now three months later. I'm not saying we're getting a beer right now. <laughs> I'm probably gonna go like put a steak on my eye. I thought you were talking about like get a beer like today. Like let's go crack a couple brewskis right after the no, fight. I gotta with go our, nurse my injuries. Our bloody eyes and stuff. Yeah. So it after that. So Teresa. Goes and tries to get him Amber B Amber B to throw the challenge. All the rookie girls, all of them throw it except for Amber B, who's trying to keep Darrell safe, which is smart. Which is smart because she heard that Darrell's name was floating around, and it was because of Teresa to a degree. So that's the thing. I feel like Teresa put CT's or put Darrell's name out there to CT, but CT made the case. 
Yeah, like I think she mentioned it. I mean, Darrell has won just about every challenge he's been in. I think he's only lost one. Well, he CT said it best. If he makes it to the final, he wins. Right. So we have to get him out before then because we're not beating him in a final. Right. So since that was the case, they had to try to get him in there, around there, mm-hmm. somewhere in the situation. Plus, CT's trying to keep himself out of there because he now, knows oh, – it's hard because at this point we're, we're running out of skulls. So there's one men's skull left. Actually, this was the last men's skull because this was a men's challenge. So Fessy has a skull. Uh-huh. Devin has a skull. Mm-hmm. Kyle has a skull. Mm-hmm. Leroy has a skull. Mm-hmm. Who am I missing? There's one more. Fessy, Kyle, Leroy. Even on the recall, I just, I just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Fessy. Kyle. Fessy got the second skull. Devin. Devin got the first men's skull. No, Kyle got the first men's skull. Devin got the second one. Fessy. Leroy. I think there is one more guy's one left. There might be. Because it was four and one before. Because Anissa has a skull. And when they went in down there, there was five names up there. Because Anissa and Cam already have skulls. Oh, that's true. So this was the fourth one. Yeah. So there's one more guy's skull up there just up for grabs. After that, Devin's going to be the next one that they send in to try to take his skull from him. Oh, yeah. Once the dude skulls are gone, Devin is viewed as the layup. And even Devin said, I'm viewed as a layup, but Josh is a bigger layup than me. Speaking of that, okay, let's get into that part of the show. Fessy, little drunk, mm-hmm. decided that he and Devin were going to go. Now, Devin, his job is to instigate. Right. He does a fantastic job of it. A great job of it. Mm-hmm. Yet, Fessy is too dumb to see what was going on. On top of that, oh, man, your your favorite, Josh, also came over <laughs> and got involved. At first, I thought he was going to play Peacemaker. He was playing Peacemaker at first, and then Devin said something. And then he hulked out. <laughs> but like he he hulks out, but he's not even like a scary Hulk. He's like he's like Lego Hulk. <laughs> like the Lego video games. He's yeah. like that Hulk. So okay, so then this is my question. There's only five schools per gender. Right. Right? Let's say I don't know. Um who else is big and strong left? Let's say Darrell wins the next goal. Okay. RCT. Once you take the skull from Devin, who are you picking to try to take a skull from? Probably Kyle. Maybe. But Kyle's scrappy. So actually probably Leroy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if you go for Lee. So that's the thing. So Did you, okay, so that comp the, the, That's what I was about to get to. That challenge. So that challenge, which was Fire Escape, yeah. which was the same challenge that Natalie smoked Ashley in. Yes, but not like that. But that's the thing. So they extended it. They said they made it three times as long for the dudes. Uh-huh. Okay. They added more obstacles. Okay. I looked at that challenge because I was sitting there with future wife watching. And I said, there's no way Jay doesn't win this. He's a rock climber. And Leroy, like, he's big and strong, but this is not his. Like, I, Jay is the prohibitive favorite. Right. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. So did we, you think the same thing? So I was spoiled. Okay. Um. I was on Twitter 
Um, Always a poor life choice. Looking at other stuff. Poor life choice. Yeah, I don't even know what I was. Cause I was at work and I was leaving work and I was on Twitter, and I saw bananas. Tweeted Leroy, congratulations for winning. This is that like and the worst part about this thing, man. It's like six thirty in, in the evening. So right we're here when on the, the West Coast. Ended on the East Coast. Yeah, we're on the West Coast. So like stuff like that comes across, and you're not not so, looking for it. So when I don't want to be spoiled about something. I don't go on social media until I've watched it. So like, but like I, I, look, I was looking on Twitter absentmindedly. So like, that's why I was mad about Dan Orlovsky being a jackass. Cause I didn't go on Twitter Wednesday night. I didn't go on Twitter Thursday morning. And then I have on first take at like seven 45 while I'm like checking into work. And he starts talking about the challenge. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I will punch you through this TV. And like, it's the same thing. Like it is, we're recording this at Friday, 1224 Pacific. I have not gone on social media yet. Cause I don't want to be spoiled about WandaVision right, right, right. until I have time to watch that today. Then once I do that, I will be back on the socials. And that makes sense. That makes, and, but it's hard to just stay off. Like, especially Wednesday. Okay. Think about Wednesday. We got all the stock stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm checking Twitter. To try to figure out what these numbers gonna look like. Okay. Come Thursday, and as I'm scrolling through tweets, that's when I see bananas like, "Congrats, Leroy! Only only you could do it. Go ahead, get that score." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So, no, okay. Leroy, so no. Leroy puts himself in. I already knew Leroy put himself in because MTV y'all were slipping uh-huh. last week when they all did the thing. I saw Leroy when, down there when Fessy. No, 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 no. When Fessy. They show the clip of Fessy fighting with Devin. Uh-huh. In the back right corner, when they cut to Kyle, you see the board. And the board has whose name's one at the top. It has who's the rogue agent. And it has the order of the finish. Oh. And so I saw Leroy and when they were like just talking about Kyle, my eagle eye spotted real quick Leroy's name at the top and then Corey's name as the rogue agent. I was like, oh, so, oh, so when he congratulated him, you knew he was. I already knew he was. I, well, before you even congratulated him, I already know he had won yeah. the challenge. And then he said, got to get that gold skull. I was like, so he must have sent himself in. Yeah. I didn't know against who. But then they get down there and it's Jay. And I'm like, oh, man, I love Jay. Yeah. Darn it, Leroy. And so sure enough, though, I did not expect him to fly through that thing, though. I, that was the most shocking thing. Like. Leroy's physical conditioning has gotten a lot better than when he first started. Like Boy, first, watching him train at the gym, I saw him train here at the gym in town. So when he first started doing these, because this is what, his 12th season? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. He was a bodybuilder type. Uh, sort of. But like his cardio wasn't great. He Trash. couldn't swim. Trash cardio, did not as well. He, he, was, he looked like a physical specimen to a degree. Yeah, but, but like, he wasn't able to get it. I mean, he, he went to the final, his first challenge, and they didn't like, they like gassed out sorta. It was a two day final. That I mean, you got to. That be was like, also the team's type. It was him and Mike Mike from Las Vegas, Royal okay. Las Vegas, and because it was rivals, and so he was paired with Adam Royer, and then Adam yeah. Royer punched somebody like he does on seasons, so they kicked him off. Mm-hmm. And so Mike Mike came out there because he's all the only other person that Leroy knew, so it was like his best friend. But the problem was they had just come off the real world, Las Vegas. They're not in the mind, that. physical mind shape, neither. To run this grueling final, especially back in 2011. Right. So they go out there and they have to do a two day final. They that was the first two day final too. It might have been the first. It was might like have been one, one of the first. first. One of the first. Yeah. So they they do it, and then the second day, like TJ's like, "All right, wake up, time to do the second part." And then him and Mike are like, "Ah, 
teach. We're just going to stay here. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and stay here, get yeah. some of these pancakes. Thank you, though, for the experience. We'll see I remember that. Because I think after that season was when TJ said, if you don't finish the final, you don't get paid. Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was around that time, too. But, I mean, it was it was – for them, it was a first season type deal, and I definitely get it. Like they've you've never done the challenge I mean, before. They were halfway up a mountain at that point. Yeah, they. Were, I don't blame them. <laughs> they like looked up the rest of the way. Yeah, and they like probably chatted. And they said, "We've been having a great time. Do you want to just keep drinking these beers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see you later. Yeah. So that happened. So yes, Leroy's his conditioning has come a long way. Um, his swimming has come a long way. And yeah. The fact that he can do it now. Correct. But the thing that's insane to me is the fact that Anissa said on her podcast with Tori that the speed that that they did it in mm-hmm. is that there was only one person that could beat Jay, uh-huh. and it was Leroy. Because Jay did it super fast as well, Yeah, but it wasn't fast enough. It's like when you watch someone go out there and run like a super fast 40, and then Henry Rugg shows up, or Henry Rugg shows up, and yeah. then Tyreek Hill shows up. And you're like the only person faster than Henry Ruggs. Yeah, is like Tyree Kill, and here he is. So it was funny though, because like when after when TJ was like the only person that was faster was Leroy, and then he said something along the lines of like they did it faster than the women. Yeah, and they traveled three times as much. Yeah, space. Like he said, Natalie's time was like a minute, and Leroy's was like forty seconds. And he went three times as far. Yeah, he that's crazy. Smoked, smoked it. And Leroy's done a challenge like this before for an elimination, mm-hmm. and he won. But it was a much slower time. But he knows the the body sway mechanics to like yeah. shoot his body to go. And then the on the, the comeback was the insane. comeback was absurd. I thought the comeback was where Leroy was going to have some problems. No, just like a little inchworm. Boom, 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 boom. Well, so that's the thing about the comeback is. It's a body swing, and you kind of got to pop your body down the line when you're going down the line, but the comeback is pretty much a pull-up. Mm-hmm. It's a pull-up and an explode, a pull-up and an explode, and Leroy was just pulling up. Uh-huh. And he didn't get stopped once. When they showed you like him getting hammed up, yeah. if you go back and watch that, that scene, they show the same spot three different times, oh, yeah. three different angles. It's like literally, it's not he even gets hammed up, it's he the same body. It. And so, like, they held it right there, but, like, it's the first angle, second angle, third angle, but he was just flying through it. Well, that's, we were watching, and uh, Future Wife, she's like, oh, no, he's going to get caught. I said, no, look at the look at the frame. Jay's still not in the frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same exact shot. Yeah, it's the same shot over and over. And they showed it with, interspersed with others, others, so make it look like he was yeah, handed but, up, but he wasn't. But, like, when they showed the wide shot of him finally getting past it, Jay was still like a third down the middle. Yeah, because he hadn't really moved. But he but Jay was still going fast too. Oh, he was. It was just Jay would have probably beat Natalie's time or came right next to Natalie's time, and that I'm was him. I'm pretty sure he would have, but he stopped once Leroy finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Leroy just flew through that thing. That yeah. was stupid. I'm very happy we're gonna see Jay in the future, for sure. There's oh. no way we don't. Jay's oh, yeah. gonna be a mainstay on this show for a while. He's there to compete. Well, the other thing was we're gonna get back to Jay because Jay will be back. After when he gets his skull and they're like, do you have the option to change? We had a mini powwow in the house where I was like, I wonder if he takes Cam back. It's not the right time to take Cam back. And she's like, but this is the time. Like now they know they can run the final together. I was like, it's not about that. It's about making sure that Casey gets hers because the people you're working with 
you want to make sure they have their skulls too. But him getting back with Cam doesn't even seem relevant to me because oh, you want to get back with Cam because you want to run the finals a couple, so you get all the Why? money. No, man, that's not even worth it. I would rather run it individually. We get half the money, but that gives us two shots at half the money. If there's three, if there's five teams in the final, so what's the what's it doubles the our chances. What's the financial split? Fifty fifty. What do you mean? Like, wh- what does the winner get? Uh, the winner will probably get the option to steal the money. No, what I mean is like, like yes, they'll probably get the option, but like, first place gets what two fifty. I think it might be a winner takes all type deal slash you get money on the back end. I think it's half. I think it's a million dollars. You think it's just straight up a million? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because usually it's you know like that was in the past when they were really playing for like thirty thirty thousand dollars, forty thousand dollars. Now they're playing. We got millionaire Mitchell out here. <laughs> we got millionaire Mitchell. She's out here doing work. So is she? Because she's been eliminated twice. Yeah, after she won a million dollars. So I mean, that's she's. So gonna, you're saying the money turned her soft. It didn't turn her soft. They're going to be looking like it's a social game no. as much as it's a political. Well, actually, the money didn't turn her soft. She faced two straight up beasts. Yeah, there's nothing she could do. Natalie and Cam. And Cam. Yeah. I, I'm very happy that Leroy got a skull. I'm, I'm rooting for Leroy to win this thing. I want to talk about the uh, new We Want OG season. There's so some people. Tell us about this We Want OG season. So the We Want OG. So Mark Long, 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 long time. When you say long time, you mean Mark Long from Road Rules. From Road Not Rules. Not Road like, Rules, Campus Crawl, or anything. Just Road Rules, season one. Yeah, Road Rules. Uh, he has been campaigning to get long time, to get OGs back on the show. And I think he succeeded, sort of. So the OGs are not going to be on the show originally. It's going to be on a spinoff. spin-off show called We Want OGs. Some of the names that we're going to see, Anissa's going to be there. Uh, Arissa Hall from Las, Real World Las Vegas 1. Trishel is rumored to be there from Real World Las Vegas 1. We're going to see Katie Doyle back, okay? Katie Doyle from Road Rules the Quest. She was on nine seasons of... And then disappeared. Of, of the challenge. Nine seasons. That's, I don't know if you disappeared. You just stopped. Yeah, Ruthie back. You're going to have uh, guys like Which Kahuta. Ruthie is one of my favorite challenge contestants. Or not mm-hmm. challenge contestants, but real world house guests. Because she just drank and people just let it happen. Like, that was around the time when they're like, okay, maybe we can't let these people just get obliterated <laughs> all yeah. the time. It, it's it's a tough situation. But she's back. And I think she's she's pretty sober. We got Nehemiah Clark from Real World Austin. Mm-hmm. You got Big Easy from the first season of Fresh Meat. Mm-hmm. The, Derek Kaczynski. From Road Rules Extreme and host of the Challenge Mania podcast. Um, we got Alton. Alton's back. The people that are coming back for this thing, there's just so many. So many names. I'm most excited to see Tech Holmes. Tech is going to be back. I'm, I'm wondering if he's still just as skinny as he used to be. That's a good question. You One thing that I'm really, really happy about that I saw this morning on uh, Instagram what and snapchat this is a exclusive to you too uh as you know we have a friend of the podcast brandon brandon nelson mm-hmm. um former real world competitor real world fresh meat too um famous for cracking a beer when he was supposed to go to a challenge and getting eliminated and getting eliminated because he was drinking also famous for getting thrown in like multiple times and voting for himself in cutthroat so brandon friend of mine he 
posted on Snapchat this morning that my guy was out there getting a run in. He was getting a run in and he said, since this real one OG's things, it seems to be for real. And I did get a call from Mark and looks huh. like we're going to do multiple seasons. Your boy's got to get in shape because him <laughs> doing that, watching his boy Leroy explode and get going. He knew that he if he's going to do this, he's got to get ready. Oh, yeah. I will be giving him a call later to see how his training is going to go, and we're going to see how this goes, because we might be seeing my boy back on the show. Maybe we'll get him on here. Do you think uh, you can uh, take him training, do a little pickleball for that you know, short-range quickness? Uh, maybe. Maybe we'll see what we can do. I, I think he should probably hire a trainer if he's really serious about doing this, because he needs to get into win, winning money shape. You could probably coach up his social game, though. Well, the, yeah, I could definitely talk about his social game. But <laughs> the problem is going to be that we know that they're not going to be competing for a million dollars. The, but, but it's going to be way more money than they used to compete for. Well, I'll say, they're not going to be competing for a million dollars, no. But adjusted for inflation, it'll be a million dollars. Well, not even adjusted for inflation. I think the prize money is just going to be on a different stratosphere, which is why I think you get some of these people back. Because before you would be doing this, and they would win $20,000 for the team bank that you had to yeah. split however many ways. Well, yeah, we won $20,000, but it was split 12 ways. Yeah. Because it was huge teams. Yeah. Now, though, they're like, oh, snaps, Johnny made 100 thousand dollars last year yeah johnny this, this is johnny's job let's go ahead and get ourselves ready to go for this so i'm gonna talk to him about his social game uh i'm gonna be watching we want ogs the original season once it airs i'm gonna be watching it closely because i gotta figure out if there's gonna be a lot of drama like how we're gonna be doing this because i gotta get them ready i gotta get my boy I'm, ready i am curious what the social aspect of the game looks like because for lack of a better term they're adults right they're all they're married they have kids they're yeah. doing other things they're not going to be, be less, out there while now. Let's get drunk. Let's hook ups. I listened to Bill Simmons, the Challenge Dish podcast, where him and Jacoby do re- review the show right after this. Uh-huh. And Bill really yearned for the heyday of when they would get drunk and hook up. The show's not like that anymore. What, there's too much money on the line. We're, fi- we're playing for far too much more money. Yeah. And it's a job. You need it. And the challenges are a lot harder than putting whipped cream on your body and rubbing it against somebody else. Oh yeah, we're we're literally hanging from giant ball sacks over the water and having to push each other off. Yeah, we are carrying a pill five miles. Yeah, the game's just different. It's just different. Yeah, but I'm excited for the we, we want OG season. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be hosted by TJ, so it's a legit season. So I'm guessing him and Mark are the two producers. Oh, Buna Murray, this they're going to have a lot of the same crew doing that. I mean, it along makes with sense. Mark Long as an executive producer, yeah. So, how was Mark an executive producer if he's on the show? Uh, so, he, it was his campaign that got this happening. Uh-huh. He's an executive producer, probably in name only. It's probably going to make a little bit of money from the executive producer title. But this was his idea. This is his baby. This is what he's been wanting. So, he's probably an executive producer in the fact that he helped get the cast together. But yeah. once the cast is put together, he no longer is involved. Right. Right. Because he. He has all the connections, had everybody in his phone. Like I said, he called Brandon, mm-hmm. and he talked to him about about competing. So that's exciting. I'm yeah. really stoked for that. Let's switch gears, though. Let's talk about The Bachelor. So I'm a fan of The Bachelor, not as much of a fan of The Bachelorette, but I'm going to tell you, I've been hate-watching the last few episodes. Oh, tell me. These women are so mean. <laughs> They're awful to each other. And it was bad the way that they ganged up on Sarah last week. Yeah. And my queen, Katie, was the only voice of reason. 
but it got way worse this week. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you why it got way worse. First, we got the uh, the second group date that we didn't get last week. Right. Which we didn't even get the group date. We literally just got the cocktail party. Well, we also got, yeah, like we just got the cocktail party and then we also got the rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. But before we got the rose ceremony, we got new girls. Five new girls. Five new girls. First and girl out the bus, out the limo, Brittany walks right up to Matt, says we need to make up for lost time, makes out with them right there on the carpet. I mean, that's one way to make sure you stay. Because I'm at least remember you as the girl. Oh, who, that made out with me the first day. Yeah. The, the smoke show. Minute. The smoke show that Hank made out with me the first minute. So she stayed. And then you also got the, uh, what's what was the girl's name that showed up and left right away? Was it Emily? Poor girl in the flower dress. Kim. Kim? Yeah, she showed up. Four of the five new girls showed up and they left. But like, you had the Miss Puerto Rico show up. She's in the crown. And as soon as she walks in, Victoria goes after her. Yeah, because she was wearing a crown, a tiara. And Victoria's like, I'm the only queen here. And she takes the tiara she off the young lady's head. She took it off her head. I, just, I thought, I was shocked. I was sitting here shocked, mouth agape. Yeah. And after she puts it on, she's like, oh, okay. And she just throws it on the table. The level of disrespect is through the roof. My word. Like, My word. How, how did nobody punch her in the face? <laughs> if you weren't in the Bachelor Mansion, those are fighting words. Yeah. So she does that. They proceed to ostracize the five new girls while Matt tries to get to know them. He talks to all five. You know who he didn't talk to? Who? Anna. No. <laughs> no, he didn't. The fact that Anna doesn't get talked to week after week just makes me laugh every single week. So Anna took this time to be like, well, you know what? If I'm not going to talk to him, I'm going to make a heel turn. So then she pulls Victoria aside. The rest So of the she does girl. like so an old school wrestling move. She goes and you see her in the big heels locker room and you see them close the door and that's how you know that the heel turn is coming because back in the day in wrestling if the heel is talking to if a former face is talking to the main heel on the show mm-hmm. you know that the heel turn is coming it happened just this recently in, in AEW when Brody Lee rest in peace when he was talking to Colt Cabana and they closed the door and they closed the door when the Colt Cabana came out next time, he had a lot more aggression because all of a sudden he was now doing a heel turn. Yep. And that's what Anna did. You saw Anna walk up to Victoria because she's like, these new girls are going to stop me from getting time. And then she walks up to Victoria and said, how do you get time? And then Victoria said, step into my office. And then she closed yep. the door. <laughs> so that was stupid. So Victoria's <laughs> out here and she's like, well, I just, I don't know if Britney's there for the right reasons. You don't even know her. You've just have hearsay from Chicago, which how do you even have hearsay from Chicago? Like, how do you know people that know that she's going to be on the show? Do you know how she knows? Because of Twitter. She's a bottle girl in Chicago. Anna is. Yeah. That's not what her job says. All right. But she, she's a bottle girl in in Chicago. She used to work in the club. She works in the clubs. So she saw, she's seen Brittany in the clubs. That's why she knows who Brittany is. But she doesn't know her. She doesn't like know know her, but she like knows her. And then like people that know her from the club scene know of both of them. 
So you say that she's a bottle girl in Chicago. Her hometown is Owatonna, Minnesota. She's listed as a copywriter. She's a bottle girl. You know who else is, was works in a club? She already went home. Kaylee. She's also a bottle girl. In, or she worked in clubs. She was a hostess in clubs in Chicago. So Kaylee, yeah. which is why when Brittany says two girls know me here, it's because Kaylee and Anna have seen Brittany around in Chicago. So, but like th- this they're is in the same scene. This is something that we talked about in the preview when you know who they want to win, because Kaylee is listed from Chicago and listed as a hostess, which mm-hmm. is a bottle girl. Mm-hmm. Anna is listed from Minnesota, listed as copywriter. She might not live in Chicago anymore, but she definitely did. But my point is, is if you're listed as a copywriter and not a bottle uh, hostess or a model or a bottle girl. They have plans for you because yeah. Brittany came in. She's also listed from Chicago. Right. She's a model. model. She's a model. So with them being out there before doing the things, that's how they know each other, which is why when Anna's like people told me it's because she's just seen her. Because like I'm so I'm looking at the jobs right now. Brittany model not going to win. Catalina, the former Miss Universe Puerto Rico. That's her job title. She's not going to win. Piper, graduate student, not going to win. Ryan, who went on the one-on-one date this week, not going to win. She's a dancer. No, Ryan didn't go on a one-on-one date. Michelle went on a one-on-one date. Oh, Ryan is the other one that got two seconds of time. Yeah. But she's a dancer slash choreographer, not going to win. You know who's definitely not going to win? Because we can see it with the way that Matt interacts with her. Victoria. Victoria. You know what her (laughs) job is? Queen. Like, they're not going to win. They're going to do great on Paradise, though. They're going to, I don't even know if anybody's going to want to talk to Victoria at Paradise because she's mean. She's mean, man. Victoria's a mean girl. She's very mean. So, she she met her match with Katie, though. Katie's not messing with her. Queen Katie. (sighs) Queen Katie. Love her queen. Knight her. Yes. Make her the queen. Yeah, Victoria, not my queen. So, they have their first group date, and you have the new girls, and you have. The old girls and you have what like they do their their group date and it's a relay race and the quote unquote OGs or the varsity squad as they're referring to themselves because they're all stupid except for Katie. <laughs> I don't know if they're all stupid. Don't don't be putting that on. We had the best shot. There was a shot later on during Michelle's one on one where you have Katie, Piper, Mari, Serena. P and one more girl. One more girl that was that we that we stayed. Oh yeah. It was Piper, Katie, Bree. 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 And Serena P. Serena P and Mari. And I said that's my varsity and that, squad. That's the squad right there. Yeah. That's the five that you would want to stick around. So yeah. it it was the four of them and also Maggie are probably the only original girls I like. Five of them. I like Mari too, man. She was in that four that you just mentioned. It was five. It was it was Bree, Mari, Serena P, Piper, and Katie. And Maggie. So six. So six girls that you like. Maggie wasn't up there, but yes. But there's 30. There was 30 <laughs> girls. And so 20% of your cast is likable. So here's the thing. Is is Ben so Ben Ben Higgins talks about it on his almost his podcast. Ben that Higgins he, was also on this episode. Yeah, that he does with Ashley I. And he said that he was He's not. He's not been happy with Matt's season, and it's because because Matt's never done this before. He doesn't know what to do, and he got that impression from him when he talked to him this week. When he was on the 
Yeah, when he was on the, on the date, and he's because this this week, uh, Ben Higgins came on the show and he goes with Matt to help him set up one of the one the, of the group the dates, first group the date. first group date. So he said on his podcast that when 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 you're the bachelor, you're supposed to help quell the drama in the house because it's just thirty something women together fighting for the same dude. There's going to be drama. Yep, and. Your job as the lead is to like when you're there with them, you're supposed to ask them, "How's the other girls? How's things going on?" and try to like encourage them to not fight with each other. Yeah, that doesn't happen. But he feels like the drama is really over. He's also hate watching the season like you because he feels like the drama has overtaken the season because Matt is not doing anything to quell it because he doesn't know how to. Yeah, because like that's the thing. I'm not here for love. I don't. No, I don't here either. Love, love. I'm here to be entertained. Yeah. I want like. I do want to see some snickering. I do want to see some fighting, but like the fighting's got to be petty. Yeah. This fighting is not petty. It is straight up bullying. Victoria and Anna, and I'm surprised by Anna. I, I thought, I did, but like I said, the heel turn, she walked into the office of Victoria and closed the door. She knew she, like, at Anna's thing was, I got to get camera time somehow. That's basically what I took away from this episode. And that's what she did. And so she disses Brittany, who's super hot. So she dissed Britney first about saying, like, she, I don't know if she's here for the right reasons, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So then they do the group date, and bless her heart, poor Maggie, she might still be in that lake just floating around in her pumpkin. But <laughs> they, they saved her, fortunately, because uh -huh. she's great. They go and do the group date, and Anna doubled down with Victoria. Yeah. Talking about how she thinks she's an escort. Yeah. Number one, if she's an escort, we're not here to judge. Right. Listen, sex work is real work. Sex. All this, don't, do not body shame, do not job shame. Come on, you know better, you're better than that, Anna. And here's the worst part. So, you're, you're villainizing her for being a sex worker, mm -hmm. which means you need to get with the times because it's still work. So you shouldn't be shaming her for that, but you're also endangering her mm -hmm. because if she is an escort, now people know and people can take advantage of that position. So there's no winning here. And like, I understand that ABC wants to play up the drama, but this is probably something you shouldn't have aired because as Katie, our queen said later on in the episode, this is something that has the potential to ruin someone's life. And you're just putting it out there on national television because you either A, think it's true and can't keep your mouth shut, or B, want to stir up some drama, or C, you just think it's funny because you're mean. Right. There's no reason to do that. And you got Victoria egging her on. You got Serena C, who should have went home weeks ago. And the hard part, though, with Anna and Serena C, neither one of them have really had any time with Matt. So I could feel that I could understand the animosity when five more girls come in. You haven't been able to get time with this many girls. Then you add in five girls with two of them seemingly he's hit off the bat off with right, right off the bat. Um, especially with especially with Brittany coming in there and interrupting Anna's time with him. <laughs> Her first time. Yeah. It's I definitely understand the frustration by the two of them, but it's still not the way to go about it. But it's funny because he he was sitting down with Anna. She was getting her first time. And he said, I've been waiting to talk to you. Like he And he seemed genuinely interested. And I could say he seems genuinely interested. Because if you want to know what genuinely interested or disinterested looks like. Look Watch him with Victoria. Exactly. 
he looks like he does not want to be there and he is waiting until he is allowed to get rid of her. And the producers are not allowing him to get rid of her. It's Do you think Anna makes it to a 201 date and is bringing in on the 201? No. The reason why I don't think so is I think Victoria is going on the two-on-one date to maximize the drama of that date because she's going to be so confident. I just don't know who she goes on it with. Katie. Because she's, well, she's been fighting with everyone. And here's the worst part. Like I say, our queen, Katie. Katie, Brie. Actually, Katie and Brie, I think, are the only two right now that if they were Bachelorette, I would be interested in watching. Yes. Those two are Serena P. I don't know if I would be that interested because she seems too young. Serena P does. And I realize that you just know she's young. She definitely seems older than she portrays. I think, I don't know, watching her with the donkeys, she she still seemed like a little girl. And I realize she's 22 and Bree's only 24. So like the age gap's not that big, but just the conversations that I've seen him have with Bree and the conversations I've seen him have with Serena. I think his conversations with Serena are very mature. See, I think he was more excited about the charcuterie board than the conversation he was having with Serena. Speaking of charcuterie boards, have you seen Matt J's on TikTok? No. Oh, man. My guy did a charcuterie board. A charcuterie board. Of course he did. And he said, I heard charcuterie boards are meat and cheese. So I got these little Lunchable pizzas. <laughs> he makes Lunchable pizzas. <laughs> and he puts them on a board. And he said, got to have the nuggies. And then he drops down some dino nuggets. <laughs> He says, this is my charcuterie board number one. Charcuterie board number two was nuggets, uh, pizza bagels. It's <laughs> <laughs> like these are french fries. It's on TikTok. It's pretty hilarious. Pretty hilarious. So, yeah, I, like I said, I've been hate watching this season. It, they got to figure something out with these women. And maybe it comes next week because the coming up on The Bachelor for next week, it was just a lot of crying. Yeah. It seems that he has a come to Jesus talk with them. But I'm really hoping that he lays down the law and just lays it out. How it needs to be. And like Katie's been the realest one here, which is funny because she showed up with a, a vibrator, but I, I don't see how she wins because when Sarah came to talk to him, she was completely backburnered. And uh, she doesn't win. Katie goes on to having a fantastic career and she's going to find a very nice young man. That's like out in the real world. And it's going to take care of her and be nice. And they're going to be great together. Oh, she's actually a really fun uh, Twitter and Instagram follow. Yeah. TikTok as well. Yeah. Check that out. Uh, all under Vent with Katie. Yeah. Yeah. Vent with, Vent with Katie? Vent with Katie. Yeah, it's fantastic. This 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 week was tough. Um, Kayla went home. That's the only name, girl that I remember. So Kaylee. Kaylee went home. Kim. Kayla went home. Kim went home. And technically Sarah went home because... There was this no cycle. real ceremony. But there was no real ceremony at the end of the episode. Next week, we'll be back on this. We'll see if the drama gets better. I Like I said, I'm hate watching it. And like normally, I, I give up on The Bachelorette because I watch the first few episodes and there's just far less guy drama. So once they get down to like 10, there's no reason to watch. With The Bachelor, I usually watch till there's about six, maybe four, and then I give up because there's no more drama. But... There's too much drama. <laughs> you can't have it both ways, each. I can and I will. <laughs> you can't have too much drama than no drama. You, you, you gotta, you get. They said you want drama. They're giving you drama. No, so here's the thing. This is the most dramatic season of The Bachelor yet, and I'm not here for it. Ah, uh, I am. 
I'm still, I'm still watching. I'm watching till at least Victoria. Oh, I'm watching throughout the whole thing, but I'm going to be real happy when Victoria goes home. I will probably watch until both Brie and Katie are eliminated. However long that goes. However long that is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm definitely watching throughout. Uh, I'm really rooting for Serena P, though. I'm really rooting for Serena P. CJ, it's time to talk about the road to WrestleMania. It's my favorite time of year. And the road to WrestleMania starts at the Royal Rumble. This Sunday, we have the 30-man men's Royal Rumble and the 30 women's women's Royal Rumble. That's a, that was a mouthful. 30 women's women's Royal Rumble. The women will be throwing themselves, throwing people over the top rope. It's all going to be done at the Thunderdome, I think. Uh, it is in the Thunderdome, but the Thunderdome is at Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay. Okay. And so we'll be at the Thunderdome. Um, we will also be having Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. Also on the card is Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. Goldberg. Ew, gross. Is the tag titles up for grabs this week? Well, which tag titles? The SmackDown ones. The SmackDown ones, I believe, are. They haven't officially announced it yet, though. But the Street Profits versus Rude Ziggs? Yeah, that's what we're thinking. As of right now, there are five official matches on the card. You have the Men's Rumble, the Women's Rumble. As you mentioned, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. That will be a last man standing match for the WWE Universal Championship. You have McIntyre versus Goldberg for the WWE Championship. And you have a women's tag title rematch of Asuka and Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Oh, I thought it was going to be the Riot Squad. No. They're, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are both getting the rematch, which is funny because I'm pretty sure both of them are actually in the Rumble. I think they turn on each other and they break up. So You heard it here first. So here's the thing. This depends on the order that the matches go in. Oh, these four aren't tag teams. Aren't, aren't tag teams, which is why true, it's dumb. True, true, But what I'm saying is I think it matters the order of the matches. Because, like, if the Women's Royal Rumble is first, I don't think Baszler and Jax break up. Okay. And the reason why I think that is I think if the women's tag title matches first with the Women's Rumble being later on the card, the tag title match loss, because I expect them to lose, will cause dissension, and then they will come to blows during the Women's Rumble. Okay. Um, if the women's rumble is first, then I think they're going to win the titles and which is going to lead to Charlotte turning on Oscar and we're going to get that match at WrestleMania. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I think we're getting that match at WrestleMania either way. Right. But which I, is how we get there is the but question. I don't think Charlotte wins the Royal rumble again this year because she won it last year. Does Oscar go Hill? No. We just get a face-for-face match? Yes. And you look at the women on Raw. If Asuka goes heel, who's the face? There's there's no top female. Charlotte, question mark? Charlotte's always the heel. But but Charlotte's the face right now while her dad's playing heel with the... With Lacey Evans. With Lacey Evans. Yeah, but... The women... What's the woman right? But, like, your quote-unquote face women on Raw right now are Asuka, Charlotte, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose. That's not a lot of star power. No. And then your top heel women are Nia, Shayna Baszler, Peyton Royce, um, and quote-unquote Alexa Bliss, kind of. Alexa Bliss is doing something else. Where's Nikki Cross? 
Nikki Cross is on Raw, but she's not around. Right. Like, she hasn't been on TV since her and Alexa finished breaking up in, like, November, which is sad because I still have their tag team shirt, and I plan on wearing it Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Alexa Bliss doing some good things with Bray Wyatt, though. She is, but, like, she's been feuding with Asuka because Bray Wyatt hasn't been around. She's been feuding with Asuka and Randy Orton. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she ate that RKO on Monday. Which, listening to uh, Mask Band podcast before I showed up here, and I thought it was great when they were like, as wrestling fans, especially with WWE, WWE has this thing where, like, you don't want to see men put hands on women because of the domestic violence implications, which I agree. I don't want to see Randy Orton punch Alexa, Alexa Bliss in the face. But she can take wrestling moves. Yeah, she can I'm take su- an RKO. I'm I suspending my disbelief. Her doing a Hurricanrana, him doing a Hurricanrana. Yeah. Like... A swan time. I don't want. I just don't want to see her get punched in the face. Yeah. But but him doing a sidewalk slam, fine. Oh, that's the thing. I don't want to see her get punched in the face. But he can put her through a table. Yeah. So, like it's a sidewalk slam. Yeah. If if he were even if he were to do like a uh, like a uh, Mexican surfboard, like mm-hmm. if, even like a submission move, all those things still play because they're wrestling moves. Yeah, and that's why I think it's funny when WWE is like, we don't want to do intergender matches because of the violence. Do an intergender match and just be like the man's not allowed to strike. Yeah, yeah. If he just does, if he just doesn't punch. Yeah. No punches, fine. no kicks. Yeah. Have your match. Yeah. Then you can do throws. You could do flips. You could do all the other stuff. You just can't do that. Mm-hmm. So, so, I. I mean, let's just go into it now since we're talking about the women's rumble. I think Bianca Belair is going to win. I can see that. I think Bianca Belair is going to win because last year. She was the Rumble Iron Woman. Okay. Which means, for those who are not familiar, she was in the match the longest. Not only was she in the match the longest, she tied for the most eliminations with Shayna Baszler. Okay. And I thought Shayna Baszler was going to win last year. She didn't. Charlotte won. Charlotte faced Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania with the title shot. And then uh, you had Shayna Baszler face Becky Lynch, the man. So I think maybe we're going to get Bianca Belair this year because I don't know who else wins. Because you got Nia Jax, you got Shayna Baszler who are involved in the tag title program. You got uh, Asuka who's a women's champion. So maybe she wins and she faces Sasha Banks in a cross brand match. But even if you do that, you had them feud all of last summer because WWE doesn't do anything different. Um, and then you have a whole bunch of also rans like Bailey held the title for most of last year. So she's probably not winning the rumble. Um, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, they're a tag team. They're not winning the rumble. Alexa Bliss, she's doing great things with the fiend. So she's not winning the rumble unless you have a woman come up from NXT and you strap a rocket to their back. Rhea Ripley. That was what I was about to say. Honestly, I think you have. Bianca Belair or Rhea Ripley are probably the two that make the most sense. But I think this is a year that you're going to have to make a new star. One last thing, haven't seen this reported anywhere, haven't heard this anywhere, but would be shocked. What if they bring Becky back? Ooh, because she had the baby. She had the baby like two months ago. It might be. Or Ronda Rousey. Or like. Uh, listening to the Mass Man podcast, they kept saying they don't think the men's Royal Rumble winner is someone who is on TV on a week-to-week basis right now. But I think that e- makes even more sense for the women than the men. Because with the men, 
you have enough dudes around that you can make a star out of one of them. Like right now is the perfect time to put a rocket on the back of Keith Lee or put a rocket on the back of Biggie. Put a rocket. Oh, Biggie is a good a good option. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about the men's rumble in a minute. Finishing up with the women's rumble, who do you think is going to end up being the Iron Woman in this thing? Probably someone out of NXT, similar to what they did with Bianca Belair last year. Okay. I think, I don't know who's coming out of NXT. Oh, uh, that, that Rachel girl. Rachel. And, and what's her name? The, uh, Raquel, Raquel, Raquel. Raquel Gonzalez? Mm-hmm. Nah, because she's a powerhouse. Usually it's someone who can go for a while. So I'm looking at someone like a Candice LeRae. Okay, Candice LeRae. Maybe a Shotzi Blackheart. Like that type of person. Okay, okay. Shasi Blackheart, I don't know too much about her. Good. I've seen her around doing stuff. I don't know too much about her. So she's really popular. And I mean, just look at our friend Matt, his kids, big fan That's of Shotzi right. Blackheart. That's right. They, they do love some Shotzi. So someone like that who's been, you get like a mid level push. This is a test the waters, because especially with the women's rumble, because the women's rosters aren't that big. You give them a shot. Okay. So Iron Woman, maybe let's let's call it the shot right now. Let's say you, you're going Candace or Shasi. I'd probably go Candace first just because she's unfortunately she's a good hand. Okay, okay. Um who do you think gets the most eliminations? Charlotte. Probably, huh? Because she, <laughs> like that's, I say yeah. it like that too. Like, uh because the thing is, is like I just said I like said. I think Charlotte's facing Oscar. This is how you make the case without her winning. Is okay. you give her the most eliminations. Okay. What who okay, so you have her winning. I think she also has the most eliminations. Who do you think is going to have the craziest spot? Casey Kendazaro is gonna come back in this thing, do some kind of crazy stuff. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. She's gotten back on TV. She's got that ninja warrior background. Mm-hmm. She's going to be, uh, especially with no Kofi. Do you think, okay, we'll talk about the men. Well, the wait, wait, don't. It's going to be Casey or it's going to be Naomi because Naomi gets the Kofi spots. That's true. That's true. Okay. Um, do you think Caden uh, Cross, Caden um, Carter, Carter is in this thing? I like her a lot. I'd be watching her on TV. Yeah, they're a tag team. I think that's, especially with the women's Dusty with them moving in right mm-hmm. now, If for those watching NXT, I think they will be in the ring at the same time helping each other out. Doing some tag team stuff. Mm-hmm. Real life best friends. They're roommates. Because they might win the women's Dusty, and this is how you p- give knowledge about them on the main roster and then have them face the women's tag titles down the road. That makes sense. Okay, so we have that. Who do you think wins the whole thing? Bianca Belair. Okay. Um, who do you think are some surprise entrants we might see? Maybe Alita sighting? Uh, I think you'll see Lita because they typically come back. I think you're going to get Beth Phoenix. Okay. Um, I think you're going to get someone like a Kelly Kelly. We had Kelly Kelly last year, yeah? Yeah, but they, they all come back. Maybe Ivory? I don't think she comes back. The Bella Twins? No. I heard they're getting ready. to. They're working on a comeback. That's what I heard. The thing is, is if you bring the Bella Twins back now, Maybe you're setting them up for like a women's tag title match at WrestleMania because WrestleMania is going to be two nights again this year. Okay. Um, and this is going to be the first time they've had fans in the crowd in a year. So you're trying to get 
everyone in the building. Right. Okay. So if you're trying to get everyone in the building, I I could see the Bella Twins coming back. Maybe. Do you see a little twin magic, like fake twin magic, because Nikki has much bigger boobs than Brie? So you like definitely. Know I still don't understand why the refs fall for that. <laughs> like I understand why they used to fall for it, but they shouldn't be falling for it now. Yeah, they, twin they magic doesn't alike. work. That, that twin magic doesn't work now. No. Okay, I can see that. Do you do you think we see any surprise entrance from like another like a great crazy signing, a la AJ, a couple years ago? What women like? Who's a free agent right now? Well, what women have that stature? Like, unless you bring in, um, what's Ty's contract looking like? Impact. It's always fungible. The only one that you could, I could see on that stature is what was the girl from Impact that held the world title? Um, um, the one that quit. Yeah, and she held the men's title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which ended up just being the. Oh man, I forgot her name. I know what you're talking about though. Yeah, she she was uh. Blanchard, Tessa, Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard. She's the only woman of that stature within wrestling that you can bring over and have that impact. The only three women, like the only two women that would be quote unquote shock returns would be Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. And maybe you have Ronda win. Okay. Like if Ronda comes back in the Rumble, she's winning. Right. If Becky comes back in the Rumble, she doesn't have to win. Because she's that important. She's the man. Right. Um, anyone else? I don't think there's anyone else on that stature, which is why I think they're going to use this Rumble as a way to build a women's champ. Because right now, especially un- unfortunately with COVID, wrestling is so much about fan reactions and seeing who's popular. And you haven't had fans in the stands for almost a year now, so you don't know who the people, like the top people are. It's tough like you're you're gauging off of twitter and twitter is not who wwe caters to so i think this royal rumble will be more about star making on both the men's and the women's side which is why i think you're going to get someone like a bianca belair or a rhea ripley as a favorite before you bring back you know a becky lynch or a ronda rousey because they don't need to win the royal rumble for eyeballs to be on the tv sets the next night true okay i like that I like I like all of that because that makes the women's <laughs> what if a surprise entrance is Delana Vega? <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's not, not happening. happening. No, probably not. I mean, what if the, one of the surprise entrances Santina Morella <laughs> again? <laughs> probably that's an option. Yeah, it's always an option. What about the men's rumble? What are we looking at there? How's that? How's that field looking? The men's rumble is always stacked because there's just a lot of dudes. Like you're gonna get the return of Edge. Edge already declared. So I was reading something and I agreed with it. It's kind of unfair that some guys have to like fight their way into the rumble and some guys could just say they're in. Yeah. And it's dumb because you say like, okay, well, some of them are already qualified. Why did R-Truth have to fight to get into the rumble when he's a current champion? Yeah, that's not really fair. So they just devalued the 24-7 championship, which, yeah, we all know we're in on the joke. It's a joke title. But if he has to qualify to get into the rumble, then that title doesn't mean anything, which means all of the wrestlers vying for that title mean nothing, mean nothing. So that, that was bad. I do think it's unfair that some of them had to qualify and some didn't. Right. But I understand the logic in once you hit a certain stature, you don't have to qualify. But if that's the case, then why don't you do something like AEW and have rankings? I was just about to say that. So we rankings make so much more sense. Yeah. So that we know like, 
Do you the have to top have twenty five guys are already in? The bottom five guys have to qualify. Yeah, because they never said what you have to do to qualify. Because what if it's just something like you had to hold a title within the last twelve months, mm-hmm. or you had to have been a former world champion, or you have to have so many days as champion? Because like I don't understand why Ricochet had to qualify when he's a former U.S. champion. Is it just because he's been losing a lot recently? Because he's been getting beat up by the Hurt Business every week. But if that's your reasoning, Edge hasn't hasn't been here. Yeah, but he's a Hall of Famer. You should say, yeah, but. Like, I mean, like like you just said, he's in in the the former U.S. title holder. That count for nothing, I guess? Only old-timers can qualify? Oh, no, I know. (laughs) Qualify? I'm a big fan of Ricochet, so I think it's dumb he had to qualify. Yeah. Um, But... And it's good. It's like good storyline, but you need to have some. I need to have some more fake transparency in this game. In this thing, exactly. I just want my stories to make sense. I just That's want. All I want. I just want some fake transparency, right? I want you to just tell me why they're in, why he had to qualify. Yeah, because like, why does Ricochet have to qualify, but Dominic Mysterio does not? And he loses every week. Yeah, every single week the Mysterios lose. Yes, every week. Yeah, like, I understand why Otis didn't have to qualify. He won the Money in the Bank contract. I understand why AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley don't have to qualify. I understand why The Miz doesn't have to qualify. But someone like uh, Mustafa Ali, he can just say, I'm taking Kofi's spot. You're on main (laughs) event every week, bro. So, with with Mustafa and the Retribution guys being... What about the other Retribution guys? Are they just going to be in the match? No, they got to qualify. They're probably just going to be in the match. But they're not going to actually be in the match. They're just going to come down with them and throw people out. Probably. So with Ali having having to take Kofi's spot, I hope he also takes Kofi like springboard spots, takes some of his. I think that's going to be Dominic Mysterio. I think he's taking the Kofi spots. You think so? Yeah. It's interesting that um, this Ali thing is kind of working. It is, but it's dumb because... If this group says we're gonna come in and we're oh the retribution stuff's not working the Ali Kofi Woods things are working oh yeah but at the same time it's still the you're the leader of retribution so you're coming in to take down the company so why did the company hire you <laughs> that's so dumb it's so there's a lot of problems with you're inviting your own demise yeah this like, is like it's the classic in. superhero problem of creating your own. Villain. Your own super villain. Yeah. It's true. And that's what they did, which is dumb. But it's dumb. That's neither here nor there. We're, we're not here to talk about retribution. Let's talk about this rumble. Braun made his comeback on SmackDown. Yes. With Braun being back, is he going to get the most eliminations? Probably. But here's the thing is, I don't think Braun's getting a title shot. Does Keith Lee get the most eliminations? That's how you make somebody. But okay, so reports were a few months ago that Vince was not very happy with his big guys because he just wants them to be monsters. He wants them to have no nuance, which is dumb. And he sent them back down to NXT. If that's the case, does Keith Lee is he deserving, if you will, in his eyes? Probably not. Okay, but Keith Lee was super over before COVID. And then they anointed him on NXT during COVID. And then they brought him up as a big deal the night after SummerSlam, which is the second, second most premier important. Spot. So, like, when you advertise on SummerSlam that Keith Lee is going to be on Raw tomorrow, that means he is going to be someone. And you got to remember that 
pre-COVID at Survivor Series when it was NXT versus SmackDown versus Raw. Keith Lee v- eliminated Roman Reigns in that match. Or he eliminated Seth Rollins in that match and then went toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns. Then at the Royal Rumble, he went toe-to-toe with Brock and Braun. Which means they see something in him. Then you bring him up the night after SummerSlam and he's supposed to be a big deal and you change everything about him. And you make him basically Drew McIntyre's sidekick. So I think you can heat him up real quick and say, okay, this dude is actually like a main event player. I'd love to see Keith Lee get the title. I want to see more champions who look like me. But I don't know if they do it. Like, unfortunately, I don't know if they just bring back somebody like Brock Lesnar or even a John Cena and be like, okay, they won the Royal Rumble. Or have Randy Orton win again, because that's always a safe pick, the same way that Charlotte's a safe pick for the women's. You can give it to Randy Orton and then just have him feud with Edge for the title at WrestleMania. What if, what if, here's a here's a fantasy booking one. What if the tribe chief comes in as the decided 30th entrant and he fights, wins it, and says, I want the Raw title. I want Drew McIntyre. <laughs> I'll do you one better. What if he comes in, wins it, says, I get to pick my opponent? I pick myself. No, I want the Rock. <laughs> What if he says he wants The Rock? Yeah. And does the Brahma Bull come out? Of, uh, if he still, he'll be, still be retired. But does the Brahma, the Brahma Bull obviously shows up and he, faces his cousin. He does. I don't see it happening this year. And he, and he loses to Roman, obviously. He would have to because the whole thing is Roman is the head, the head of the, of the table. table. And they're from the same family. So this is Roman saying, I'm the head of the table. Oh, man. That's so such good booking, too. Because yeah. if you do that and he loses and then you have Jay and Jimmy conflicted and then Roman wins, it just make, he makes the Rock pledge fealty. Yes. <laughs> that would be amazing. It's oh not going to happen. This is an amazing. amazing fantasy book. But, like, I think it's someone like Brock. I think it's someone like John Cena or pivot you do something crazy and you have a double fiend win so like you have the fiend enter the Royal Rumble and win and you have Alexa Bliss win Ooh! and you have them both fight for the title at Mania and you anoint them together as a quote unquote power couple so they fight for the raw titles yes and so and then that makes a lot actually that makes a lot of sense like I think you just got to that conclusion right now that's actually smart because if you do that, you they both win. Alexa goes over on Asuka, mm-hmm. and who she's already been feuding with. Yes, the Fiend goes over on Drew McIntyre or maybe Goldberg or who knows at the time. The reason I mean, like, if Goldberg wins, then it would be the Fiend getting his win back from the Saudi Arabia shows we act like don't happen last year, but the. My, the main reason I don't think that happens is because if you start having fans back at WrestleMania and starting the night after WrestleMania, you'll have fans in the stands. You can no longer do the fiend things that you've been doing because you haven't had anyone in the arena. So like the camera shots and like the playground, yeah, the playground popping up out of nowhere, the um, people getting burned alive, all that kind of stuff. You can't really do anymore, but you can still do it at his fun house. 
Yes. But do you want your main men and women's champion not on TV on a week-to-week basis? So you, you have the regular matches. You, their matches are just done at the funhouse. So you have a bunch of cinematic matches? Mm-hmm. Because I, those, are, those are some, seem to be, from what I understand, their highest-rated segments. Well, they're really fun. Yeah, so with that being the case, I could definitely see that as a possibility. That's what I'm doing. I'm picking that. Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt winning the Royal Rumble. Both of them. That's I'm, my picks. I'm picking Big E, but I don't feel good about it. I think Big E is in a program with Apollo right now. That doesn't mean he can't win the champion. He can't win the Rumble because they got to make stars. They're struggling. Like Their ratings are real bad. Um, and when the ratings are real bad, what do they normally do? Put on a big guy. They put it on a big guy, but they also bring back old names, True. which is why someone like an edge it would make sense to win. It would make all the sense in the world for John Cena to win because of his star power. Make all the sense in the world for Brock to win because of their star power. You but, know what? I'm definitely in if John Cena wins and Roman calls out The Rock. I'm in. I'm watching weekly, so I get it. So you get Roman versus The Rock on one show and Cena versus McIntyre on another. I'm watching. Yeah, I would too. I'm and both you and me, we watch wrestling, but we we do it while it's in the background for us. Yeah, right right now. But I'm I'm. Locked in, tuned in, watching Friday Night SmackDown, mm-hmm. watching Monday Night Raw after The Bachelor. <laughs> if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm doing this, right? Because it's like Tuesday morning Raw. Tuesday, me. watching Tuesday morning Raw. Yeah. <laughs> watching Friday, watching Saturday afternoon SmackDown. Right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm watching though. If John Cena, if the legitimately, if The Rock, is, I'm, I've already been watching closely the tribal chief stuff mm-hmm. i'm watching even more closely if uh the rock is has to come and pledge himself to the head of the table i just feel like that is the logical endpoint for this tribal chief stuff if you're the tribal chief if you're the head of the table if you're the face of smackdown you where where does it end like you've once you clear out the locker room who do you face? You're not going to run through them again. So I think the tribal chief will be facing the rock and maybe it doesn't happen this year, but I could like, I could see Roman holding the title for a very long time. Why wouldn't it happen this year though? Because of young rock. I think because of COVID, but rock already had COVID. No, it's, (laughs) I'm not talking about them getting COVID. I think that they want a full stadium of people. But Young Rock, Young Rock is the only reason I, I bring this up because, okay. Well, also, we didn't even talk about the Peacock deal. That's what I was about to say. Little known deal, though, WWE Network is going away. Oh, before we talk about that, who's going to be the Iron Man again? Of this Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Daniel Bryan. Okay. Who's going to be the most eliminations? I'm thinking Keith Lee. Okay. Who's going to be some surprise entrants? John Cena? I think John Cena will be in the Royal Rumble this year. Okay. I think maybe we see Brock, but I'm more sure about John Cena being in the Rumble this year. Okay. Um, and then who wins? Biggie. Biggie. Okay. So, talking about the Peacock deal. Peacock is a station that is a streaming station that's done by NBC. Yes. They have now acquired the exclusive rights of airing the WWE Network. So the network that you have on your phone, on your iPad, on your whatever you're, you're streaming on, 
It's going away. Yes, in mid-March. You have to have the Peacock and the premium tier, which is the $5 tier, to have it. You'll still have access to all the premium content, but you'll also now have access to the network. Right. So, and if you are a subscriber to the WWE Network, you can switch to Peacock for $4.99 a month, and you can actually get WWE Network with ads, or you can keep paying your $9.99 a month and get it without ads. So you're basically consolidating two services into one if you have it, which is great because I don't subscribe to Peacock, but I guess I'm getting it in mid-March. So with that deal being done, with that deal, with that deal being done, the thing that's interesting is that there's a new show coming on on NBC called Young Rock. Mm-hmm. And it's about The Rock's life as like a youngster. The thing that's going to be interesting about this is that you got to promote this thing. Because, CJ, did you know the show was coming on? Yeah, they already, well, they already are promoting it. That's the thing. A lot of people didn't know it was coming out. That's weird. I guess I'm just in the target audience. You are in the target audience, but I don't know that they're letting... Fans know enough, but if you have The Rock back on TV every week, mm-hmm. at least for two months, yeah, we're talking about the road to WrestleMania. I mean, you have him on the road to WrestleMania. He has his WrestleMania match. Maybe he wins at WrestleMania and loses at the next pay-per-view. So that way you get the strong kickoff of him winning and then being on TV for a month, even if he's live via satellite that they love to do in wrestling. But you get the rock rub and he's one of the biggest names in Hollywood right now. Well, the biggest name, he's the biggest name in Hollywood right now. Is he though? Yeah, he's probably top grossing. Number one has, has the most likes or most followers on Instagram, most followers on Twitter. Is he the top grossing? Cause mm-hmm. I feel like someone like Robert Downey Jr. From all those Avengers movies would be making money. Not, not on a year year basis. Crazily, crazily. That's crazy. Yeah. So here's the thing that's interesting about young rock. That show premieres February 16th. If Rock oh. shows up the next couple of weeks on SmackDown. That's not, on Fox. No, no, NBC. Oh, no, I know, but yeah. SmackDown's on Fox. Doesn't matter, though. They have a deal. Because who, who says no? Fox says no to The Rock being on their, their channel? Probably not. The NBC? Are they happy? Is Universal USA, NBC happy about The Rock being on WWE TV? Probably. Is WWE happy in general about that? Yeah, thing? you get ratings. It's a win for everyone. Yeah. It's a win for everyone. The Brock, The Rock brings eyes to the TV screen. Well, he is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment today. This is true. Still. So with this being the case, I think this is a good move. I might have just talked myself into it, and I'm probably getting my hopes up, but it makes sense for everyone. It's a win for everyone. So here's the thing about when I said Big E winning the Royal Rumble. I really do think he's going to win, but I think it makes more sense for him to win and challenge the Raw champion to reunite the the New Day. Okay, so let's say that happens. And I know they said they wanted to keep him separate to push him as a star, um, and he they felt like they couldn't do that with the New Day. But Kofi held the title with the New Day. Why they do a lot of things weird things breaking up teams. Yeah, why can't Biggie hold the title with the New Day? Right, it's dumb. Anyway, yeah, I. I don't think The Rock wins the Royal Rumble. Unless he's the number 30 entrant, he throws a couple people over the ropes, he celebrates, and then he doesn't do anything in the ring until WrestleMania. So imagine The Rock winning the Royal Rumble. This this is just in my mind. The Rock wins the Royal Rumble, and Roman Reigns comes walking down to let him know, 
that he's the head of the table. Yeah. And that and tonight or tomorrow night, Sunday night, he points to him and says, just he declares that night, I want him. Yeah. And then you get them looking at each other, and that's how you close the show. That would be the biggest thing WWE could do right now, but I don't think they can do it this year. I know. You keep saying this year. <laughs> I know. Oh, no. I 100% stand by. I think this will happen. I don't think it will happen right now. I would be shocked. I'd be floored. I'd be excited. The I don't think it's happening. While I agree with you, I, the reason I'm only saying this is because of Young Rock. This is the only reason. Yeah. If, if Young Rock is not being premiered in two weeks from recording... It, it, then I don't think so either. But yeah, with with how everything is just lined up, because I just looked online, they announced Young Rock on January fifteenth. Mm-hmm. They announced it on January fifteenth. Nobody knew this was coming. So, I remember seeing the commercial because I saw the commercials during football. So right, so that's so, why I knew about it. So January fifteenth is so like a week ago, two weeks ago, is when it was announced. So this is a, this is still new. No one knew this show was coming. Nope. NBC would love the pub. WWE would love the pub. The yep. pub. Fox would love to have The Rock on there. I'm watching SmackDown every week to see if The Rock shows up. Yeah. I don't even know. if He doesn't even need to be there. He could be live via satellite. He's been there one time since they moved to Fox. I and that was know. week one. I just want to know that he might be there. You know what I'm saying? So if you... Oh, man. I'm, I'm so excited for this. This is a great idea. I'm well, glad if... I, listen. I guess you'll be watching the Royal Rumble. If, if, you, if you have any... Sway in the writer's room. If you can get The Rock there in a day. If you guys can get The Rock there in a day from hearing this, my, my velvety voice. Get it done. Have, rewrite the whole thing. I know you have Big E winning in the script, but it's time to change it. Have Big E just call out. Just have him call out Drew McIntyre, whatever. Get The Rock in there. Get Heyman and Jay and... And uh, Jimmy can and, join too. And Roman will come down there <laughs> mad because he's upstage in the head of the table by winning the Royal Rumble and have him tell him to his face that he is now the head of the table and he needs to get in line. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> but it wouldn't happen. I don't think it's happening. If they heard my voice, CJ, they might. I just wrote the show. You don't have got to pay me nothing. I, I, would be, I would be nothing less than ecstatic to be proven wrong. You ain't even got to pay me for that one. That was free. That was free. CJ, you got anything else you want to talk about? I want to talk about why we, t- we kind of talked about baseball being kind of trash last week. Baseball is officially trash this week. You know why baseball is officially trash this week? Because they didn't let anybody in the Hall of Fame. How can you not let in Barry Bonds? How can you not let in Roger Clemens? I understand the whole, well, they did steroids. They cheated. Everybody was doing steroids. That means everybody was cheating. And if everybody's cheating, nobody's cheating, which yes. is stupid. It's now been nine years they've been on the ballot, and they haven't gotten the 75% votes from the Baseball Writers Association of America, who are the gatekeepers for the Hall of Fame. It's just a yes or no vote. And they're so stupid. Like when Derek Jeter was on the Hall of Fame ballot, he got a single no vote because one of them believed that no one deserves to go into the Hall of Fame unanimously. If Derek Jeter's not a unanimous Hall of Famer, I don't know who is. (laughs) It's stupid. So now you got Barry Bonds entering his 10th year. You got Roger Clemens entering his 10th year. You got Kurt Schilling, who was actually closer than both of them entering his 10th year. He was only 16 votes shy. He didn't get in. 
And now he's like, I don't want to be on the ballot anymore. Put me, um, send me to the veterans committee and they'll put me in, or at least hopefully they'll put me in. And after he made that request, the baseball writers association went back and said, no, we don't want to take him off the ballot. Well, you don't want to vote him in. So why not take him off the ballot? You made him wait this long. He's within his rights to ask to not be on there. It's ridiculous what they keep doing year in year. And next year, you got Alex Rodriguez and David Ortiz coming in. And both of them are known steroid users. So Okay, so you don't think Poppy gets in either? Well, if Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens don't, why would they? The reason Poppy might is because he has a good relationship with... He's now a media personality. Doesn't matter. Who so then they're hypocrites? This? Yes. <laughs> yes, they're hypocrites. That's, that's not a surprise. Yeah, baseball is <laughs> awful for yeah. many reasons, which we will talk to you as, about as we get closer and closer to baseball season. This is just the latest thing they've done to piss me off. Actually, this isn't even the latest thing they've done to piss me off because the Nolan Arredondo trade went through, or it's going to go through, and that pissed me off too. But why we're talking about the Hall of Fame because – why are you trading one of the marquee players? There's too many teams that feel like they cannot financially compete because of whatever like rules they have. They're like, well, we don't make enough money, so we have to trade this player to another team that has the money. There's only like eight baseball teams that have money, one of them being the Cardinals, who he's going to. Yeah, It's stupid. They need to figure out a new revenue-sharing model. They've eliminated the middle class because – there's no mid-tier deals now. You have stars like Arredondo who make $30 million and everyone else makes less than 10 Why is there no middle class anymore? That's why free agency has been ice cold. Like you're just now this week seeing players get signed because training camp should, in theory, begin in three weeks. But it's not because the owners don't want the players to go back until they've been vaccinated. And the players want to go back now. And the owners are like, no, no, it's a public safety issue. And the players are like, well, you made us play last year without vaccines. You just made us play 60 games because you were trying to save money. It's stupid. I can't wait until they're locked out. Hopefully they fix their financial system. And if they don't, I'm probably still going to watch anyway because I enjoy baseball. I'm just going to be mad about it. Yeah. Props to that. The Hall of Fame is dumb in general. I don't like the fact that writers are the ones that vote. Dumb. And they don't vote based on how their statistics. Let Pete Rose into the Hall of Fame. So that's that's this is the biggest problem I have because it's Pete Rose, but now also Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and Kurt Schilling. Mark McGuire belongs Mark in McGuire, the Hall of Fame. Sammy Sosa. How do you write about baseball without these names? Like when you write the history of baseball and you talk about each decade, how do you write that story without these names? You can't. They were so influential on the game. Like Ken Griffey Jr.'s in and he was up there too. But Barry Bonds was statistically better than him and baseball is all about the numbers. So why are we not talking about Barry Bonds? Why are we not talking about Roger Clemens who might be the greatest pitcher of the last 30 years? How do you not talk about Mark McGuire, who's con many consider to be the best power hitter ever? How do you not talk about Sammy Sosa, who is number five in home runs, number six in home runs? Like, how do you write the story and not talk about these dudes? It's stupid, especially because baseball is a numbers game. Baseball is nothing but the numbers, and so the numbers should be what prevails. Yes, I hate it. CJ, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at Keyboard Sarcasm. I have decided that catch me on my uh, my Twitter feed. I will be live tweeting the Royal Rumble. Okay. 
Okay. So catch them Sunday. Sunday, 4 p.m. Checking that out. You can find me at KG Fury. I'm on all social media platforms, including I'm on the TikTok. I don't do nothing on TikTok, but I'm on, I'm on there. <laughs> I, I literally just watch these busted videos. It's great. Um, find me there. You can also find the Fury Podcast Network everywhere you can hear a podcast. Check out our YouTube page. We're going to be trying to get a YouTube page going. Check that out. Also, rate, subscribe, stars, all those good things. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about other stuff. The Bachelor. We're going to be talking about Matt James's story. And we'll give our thoughts on the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We're leading up the Super Bowl. It's going to be a big Super Bowl episode. Talking about how great Patrick Mahomes is. And how great Tom Brady is. We won't be talking about that. All right. With all <laughs> that being said. Uh, bye.